Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. I am your host, Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book That Matters. As you know, every week on the show, we interview uh, an author about their experience writing a, a book that matters. And today's guest, this is, I have to say, a first for me, Today's guest is a mime, and her name is Janet Carafa. She is the author of Yoga of Mime, Touching the Invisible. And you can you can check out her website at artofmime, M-I-M-E dot com, Art of Mime. And um, Janet, thank you so much for being here. Thank You're welcome. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about this book, Yoga of Mime. How did you come to write it? Well, I have been, most of my adult life, a mime artist. And um, uh, so I hadn't, haven't up till now written about it because it's really, you know, using, performing without words. But but I have uh, tackled... This and, uh, you know, and then putting it down in words and also creating and touching the invisible yoga of mime is um, a book that tells the stories of how what I experienced as a mime, being silent and experiencing from the silence and expressing and communicating. And my work, I've done a lot of work with children, with adults, with special adults, with the elderly, with um, universities on expressing body language, expressing from the heart. And um, I think it's, it was, it's time to put it in words so everybody can get their hands on it and open the book. And also I'm creating the Yoga Mime Workout, which will be on a DVD. It's not done yet and it's um really quickly because you know i think a lot of people are like me in that they don't have a lot of experience with mime itself so why don't you just tell us really quick what is mime how do you define mime um well it is expression it's it's theater so you're expressing you're performing and um you're using your body language is what we all do and you're expressing it's got to be the truth you cannot express physically um a lie <laughs> and so what it is it and it's all a symbolic it's symbolic but it's real so what the difference between mime and dance well, uh, dance is is similar. Uh, mime tends to be more grounded, so you're working with gravity and against gravity. With dance, it's more well. Actually, you're working with gravity more. I would say, if you're going to use terminology, with with mime and being more grounded and alignment oriented and off. Uh, like uh, hip hop is more close to mine was doing using wow. isolations but um yeah and I dancers may leap 
and they go with the music. Mine goes in between the music notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So now, so I don't know if that's clear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the next part is your book is called Yoga of Mime. So yeah. What's the connection between yoga and mime? And more importantly, just for people listening, because we're talking about this because I think, I hope what you're going to tell me is that this is maybe other people do it, but you, that yoga of mine is yoga of mime is an idea that you had, something that you developed, something you've created. Yes. Yes. Right. It's so tell me what yoga of mine is, and yeah. everybody who's listening, hang with me because we're going to talk about how this applies to you. I know you might think we're having a philosophical conversation about what is mime and what is yoga, but I'm going somewhere with this. So tell us what is yoga (laughs) of mime. Okay. Well, I'm also a Bikram yoga instructor, and I've done yoga for years. As For people who don't know, Bikram yoga is the hot yoga, right? Yes. And I've done other types of yoga, so it's, it's yoga is for anyone who hasn't done it, it's just a workout um, using your body, mind, and spirit, your breath, and it tends to be more physical unless you're doing a more meditative one. And you're really contracting and releasing and bringing oxygen, oxygenating your inner organs, which then works the whole body, include every system of the body and physical. Now, so I would use and still do the specific yoga techniques to prepare for mime. And mime has also techniques just like dance does. So I've worked with, uh, so in doing that, you work with your body, but with mime, you also relate out to another performer or to the audience and you're expressing your emotions. Hmm. Um, Yeah. So, uh, whereas in yoga, you you do all that, you activate everything, but it's it's a more physical or spiritual. Uh, You can take it along different lines, just like, but um, with mime, you actually work with the space around you. So, yeah, if, um, how to relate this with everybody's life, if you look around you and you see wherever you are, you see walls or you see the outline, the car or whatever you're in, you see the physical, tangible uh, walls, and then you look at the space, really... Um, the space is creating the walls, too. Okay. So we we basically work with sensory awareness of these things to to create the illusions and um and go ahead. What were you going to ask? Yeah. So okay. So this is this has gotten a little bit you know a little bit technical. Yeah. But here's what I want to say to people is and I and I'm going on a leap. We haven't talked about this, so jump in if I get any of this wrong, Janet. But 
my guess is that Janet was interested in mime and had a lot of pretty amazing experience. She hasn't mentioned that she was actually trained by Marcel Marceau. She's had a lot of experience and a lot of teachers in training in mime. And then she was interested and fascinated by Bikram yoga, yoga in general, and I'm going to guess she's had a lot of trainers and training and experience there as well, discoveries on her own. Now, for you, you might not be interested in yoga and mime. Maybe you're interested in you know, cooking and personal growth, whatever it is for you in your life. But what I love about this example is people come to me as authors because they want coaching, they want to write their book, and one of the ideas that gets in the way of writing their book is this idea of who am I to write this book? Like who who am I, how am I worthy of writing this book? And one of the things that I try and help people to look at is their unique experiences. And I don't know, but I'm just going to venture a guess. There are not many people who have had your set of experiences, Janet. Well, right, that's pretty, true. That's true. It's a totally unique thing. <laughs> and that's yeah, actually true for all of us in the world that are both mimes and do yoga. And do yoga, <laughs> right? So we all have that in our own ways. And it could be something like, you're a single mom. Oh, actually, this is one of my clients. She's a single mom, and she's also a hunter. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think that she was a teenage mom. I don't think there are a lot of 15-year-old girls who fed their child on food that she either grew or caught, grew or shot because she's a hunter. I just don't think there's a lot of people that had that experience. No, there are. Right? So we all have, especially authors who want to make a difference in the world and who feel compelled to say something, we all have these unique experiences, and a lot of times we will dismiss them. Like, I'm just a yoga instructor. There's 9,000 yoga instructors. We dismiss a lot. Oh, I, you know, I dance. Lots of people dance. It doesn't, we don't feel special or we don't see what's special or unique about that. And where a lot of the special and uniquenesses and where you can really differentiate yourself as an author is in those intersections. So I feel like yoga of mine is really almost a Venn diagram where these areas of your life that people haven't had that specific combination, you've been able to cross over and develop something unique that kind of belongs to you, that's a new idea you're bringing into the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's just something that really everybody can learn from. Yes. Um and, and I think so, so I just wanted to because you know take it's time joyful. to focus on that. It's joyful. Mm-hmm. It's 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 um like you were saying, basically everybody well I have a story that I can just quickly tell. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, one of my um experiences first even the fir- one of the first ones as a mime artist. And I was performing mime in the Museum of Transportation. So they had hired me. They wanted a mime. (laughs) It was a special day. I don't know. And um, in this museum, you can climb on the trolley car. You you can um, have hands-on experience of all the different exhibits. And I was absolutely silent, and I mimed traveling through the museum. I didn't mime that. I actually did that through the museum with and a group of children were with me. And for an hour, we played silently together, and we explored the museum, and we had fun. And we were all silent, but we were communicating the whole time, and we were just having a blast. 
when it was time to go home, one of the children, who was about three years old, silently motioned to me to come close so she could whisper in my ear. And she whispered, how do you speak so softly? Mm. Yeah, none of us had ever spoken a word. So I just, from that, I think that each of us are born 100% intuitive. First and foremost, beyond our five senses, we... We are born with the ability and ultimate creativity, and we can each see the invisible, which is what we practice in mind, and hear the silence, and um, it's our essence. And words are, are learned, which is important to communicate, but, right. but we're communicating over 100% with our body language, with our energy, you know. And I just want to point out how, like, great, like, this is not a topic I think about, not something I'm interested in or that I've explored in my life. Uh But as you're talking, you're so passionate about it and so connected to the idea (laughs) that I'm, like, getting excited and interested and curious. And this, I think, is the power that we have as authors when you have, a way that you want to change the world or influence the world or ideas that you want to communicate and you have that clarity and passion and stories, like that beautiful story you told, you pull people in with those stories to your ideas and I think you can make real changes in in people's lives and in their perspectives and in the way they see events, even if it's subtly and even if it's small. And for me, that's why... I encourage people who have ideas and passions and who have that little inkling, I want to write a book, to actually write their book. Um, so, And I'm interested in your story. So tell us how, because obviously a lot of these ideas you had before you wrote your book. So how did you come to put these ideas into a book? How did you make that transition into being an author? Well, um I just, I can tell you the, let me tell you the first three, or three paragraphs from Touching the Invisible. How about that? Okay. Uh, uh, Okay, so. Listen. Listen deeper to your heartbeat, and deeper still where there is silence. Listen to raw motion, blood flowing in your veins, cells colliding. Or is it just your imagination? Experience the pulse of the universe inside you and outside. There are no words. And for most of my adult life, I've been practicing the art of mime, which is the synthesis of motion, emotion, and silence. I listen to hear the sound of the earth spin, the clouds float, the distant birds soar. Beyond time, beyond emotion, where my imagination takes me, where thoughts begin. And I express these ideas in performance. And I'm going to tell you an experience that I had 
performing. My thoughts go to a recent mime performance on stage at the MoMA Theater, which is Museum of Modern Art in New York City. And the piece I'm performing is called The Lovers, and I'm with the American Mime Theater. I'm arched backwards on my knees with my head on the floor and a mask on my face, and it is silent. The large audience is rustling loudly in the silence as the curtain opens. I hear the woman in the front row whisper to her friend, what is she doing? She looks like a space creature. And my heart is palpitating. My breath is short. I'm upside down and backwards. From stillness, I begin to move very, very slowly. I feel the audience moving in their chairs, adjusting to the silence. I hear a cough. I hear breathing. I hear paper rustling. I focus now on my breath and end the motion. The flow of lifting up slowly, my back arches, my heart and chest open, leading my lift. My heartbeat slows down as I breathe, and I reach my arm out and around. I am the lover reaching for her loved one, and I am in the moment. The audience is hushed. I fall into the silence deeper and deeper. And there it is. In the depths of silence, I hear the heartbeats of the audience. And they are merged together and synchronized with mine. And they hear the silence too. And together we experience the pulse of the universe as our heartbeats merge. Now, I need it. <laughs> that's my experience. Okay. And that's a real experience. Now, I don't know if my putting it in words uh, is understandable or it makes you more interested in it, but there I can hear music in silence, If you and I think everybody can. So, um, so okay, that, let's. Yeah, so let's talk about, though, how that, so you have that experience, and did you decide to write a book after having that experience? When did the moment yes. come in your head yes. where you're like, There's I need to write this quite a few experiences. So, yeah, okay, so you wanted the actual, I sat down and I tried to write, and kind of like doing this um, radio show is a little bit new to me, and it's it gets a little... Esoteric. I mean, how do you write about something with no words? How do you speak about it? Mm. You know, so um, so I would write things. They would come out a little bit too poetic, um, not a story. And then I'd try again, and I'd have someone read it. And they go, I don't understand this. Well, this is interesting, but it's kind of, you know, whatever. So then I realized that it just is a process of I have, I think it's important now that I've done all these years of mime, it's a good idea for me to bring it into words and make it really so that I can communicate with other people and share it more. And why is that? Why do you want that? Where where did that goal come from? Did somebody say something to you, or what made you well, want to write it down? Yeah, well, so I've been doing workshops, um, which is speaking, and then 
having people do it. And I can also, on the radio here, have the listeners try something so we can actually, they can actually experience seeing the invisible and breaking down their own wall, Mm -hmm. which they create. So we can do that in a minute. But, um, yeah, so I've just done that. And then people would ask me, you know, I could show my website. I could show um, some video, which which you have to get a really good, you know, really good video to to really represent it well. Representing doing this. So when you, know. you got the idea to do the book? How long did it take <laughs> from the idea? <laughs> um, oh, you know what? It really, um, I started with my other book, which is Silent Fortune, um, and that is a fiction book. It's kind of like a Harry Potter story. And that started actually as a screenplay. So I mm-hmm. thought, you know what? There are no parts from female mimes in the movies. I might as well mm-hmm. write one. So that actually was my motivation. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not all this healing or anything esoteric. Let me get a, a female mime part in the movies. So I wrote Silent right, Fortune. The artist came out and you were ready for your own show. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, part, what did you say? Oh, I was saying that movie, The Artist, came out and you were ready for your own show after that. Yes, exactly. And actually I wrote that screenplay, Silent Fortune, and at the time, and this was a while ago, um, Marcel Marceau was still alive then, and I showed it to him, and there's a part in there for him, Monsieur Silence, and he said he would be in it. And then I just didn't know how to get it to produce. So um, it it didn't yet, hasn't yet mm. gotten produced. So Okay, and, um, then, ha- and doing, then how did yeah. that lead to your nonfiction book, and how long did it take for you to write the nonfiction book? The nonfiction, well, I had already written the screenplay, and about a year ago I decided, you know what, the screenplay's sitting here, let me write it into a book, and it took me about um, almost a year before, and, and it okay. is published now. So it took me a year to completely write it and get it published, self-published. Okay, and and then when you, and you self-published that book, and yes. can you talk about, like, specifically for you, what are some of the things to come out of having that book? How has having the book helped you? Well, I have something tangible that I can hand people, mm-hmm. that, and it it helps me to say, yes, here I have ex- this is my experience. I am actually an expert in yoga and mime. I'm the only person that has put them together, and mm. here are some of the experiences, and here's some of the, you know, the story is a story of a mime searching for her voice, and so there's a lot of truth in it, even though it's a total fantasy, and it's yeah. kind of a magical story, and it's a musical. So um, it, it's being able to have a larger audience and have acknowledgement, people buy it, read it, and then ask questions and understand more. And like you said, feel the passion of it and um, 
want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. And are there um, conversations you've had or opportunities that you have that you think without a book they wouldn't have happened? Opportunities that what? Say that again? Uh, that would not have happened without a book. Opportunities for speaking or performing or people that you've met. Are there things that have come out of have, having a book that either wouldn't have happened or would have been harder um, to make yes. happen without a book? Yes. It's really nice to have something tangible in my hands to hand people and to give people and to have them um, understand and read something that is actually, well, in this book, um, it's totally also a um, nonviolent, but it's an action-adventure story. So these are the, there's a reason that I do this art and I'm passionate about it. And it's ultimate expression from the heart. And um, and it's something I love to do and love to give and love to share. And this, uh, you know, helps people to go, oh, I read the book. Now I get it a little bit more. You know, mm. I want to read more. I want to understand, you know, I'm really interested in doing the the yoga mime workout now, you know. Right. So, so if you is a good thing. You, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and if you were to uh you know, if you were to let's say be giving advice to somebody who um you know, had had a similar idea and wanted to write a book. Not not necessarily yoga in mind, but their own right. project, but um, what would you, knowing what you know now, what type of advice would you give? What would you do maybe differently if you were starting over again? Oh, well, I would definitely put the words down but then, and share them. So get an editor. First, even before an editor, share them with your relatives, your friends, and share it and see how they respond and see what questions they ask and see if it, how much you're relatable. It's that. Um, and, and listen. And if it was listen that something to what you they did? say. If they say, because what happens is when I started writing, you know, it's almost like, oh, this is my little child here. You know, writing becomes very intimate. And you have it there, and you think, and, and if it's been rewritten and you've worked on it, and it's coming from something like me, I've done 20 years, and so, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> Even though you mm-hmm. don't necessarily think the writing might be good, but the idea when someone critiques you or says, well, I don't understand this, or I think you should say this, or maybe you mean this, um, to put aside all of that and go and listen, write it down Mm -hmm. and make the change because that's the way I learned so much um, from that. And And then it makes it so much more relatable. So I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, is to share it and to listen to people. And then, of course, I mean, you want to write 
what's in your heart, and you don't want to move off of that. But um, I think getting feedback was the most important thing for me. Uh huh. And did you? How did you get feedback? Did you pay for an editor, or did you have a writers group you went to? Um, both. I have a writers group. And that's what started me going, oh, I think I need an editor. And then um, I got um, just someone out of who had just graduated college who in writing and um, who had a connection with what I was doing and, and seemed to enjoy reading what I wrote. And um, so he, I would send him a chapter he would rewrite he would rewrite it in his own words how he understood it and oh, it would come back to that's me. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good because talking about invisible things mm-hmm. and silence you know <laughs> it's yeah, not it's, something it's I've ever learned how to write about. Well, I think this is a problem a lot of people have, and so I would, I think that's a great piece of advice. If you are working on a book that has some more esoteric ideas or the way Janet called them, almost invisible ideas, things that were maybe not meant to be spoken about, dance or art or things that are more right-brained and not necessarily you know, designed to be laid out in a system. Having a a buddy, a whether you hire them or or meet them in some other way, but who reads what you wrote and then says it back to you in some fashion, writes it back to you. This is how I understood it. That's a great. Uh, that's a really valuable partnership, and I think that's a great tip um, for people who have listened today. So. I would say a couple really great ideas from from, Dit, from, from Janet today. Um, one, for sure, finding a reader like that. And then we talked about really owning your, your unique experiences and being able to create your own special thoughts, your own idea. So Janet Carafa is the author of Yoga of Mime, Touching the Invisible. You can go to her website um, at artofmime.com. Janet, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're so welcome. <laughs> and everybody else, just keep in mind as you move forward with your books, we are changing the world one book at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.